morning good morning everyone uh this is your favorite podcast <laughs> there you go it's your favorite podcast stay uncomfortable my name is johan it's your boy O. and uh bro you know what i always ask you every week right how has your week been going my week has been going i've had a good week i just started i started college back up whoa on monday so busy schedule for the next few months between school uh work gym podcast Looks and like trying to have a bit of a social life you kind of got like that city life going on for yourself bro yeah, yeah. i kind of like it though i like feeling like i got things to do things going on yeah what makes, about you does it make you feel accomplished it does make me feel accomplished actually and you know what the funny thing is you haven't even accomplished it yet and you already feel a sense of fulfillment and that's a good thing of was, course it is i had my first physical class yesterday and i was so annoyed why the level of maturity because i'm like a super senior so i'm like i've been i'm like seven oh. years into college so there were certain things that they were i'm not gonna say anything because i don't know if anybody from the class is gonna <laughs> we gotta well, put do them better on blast, bro come on no nah, i'm not gonna put them on blast it's just when they ask you in an icebreaker what are your hobbies and you as a 20 or something year old say binge watching shows and movies yeah it's kind of like are you 12 or i mean that might be someone's hobby bro you know yeah but maybe gotta, there's got to be more to it i mean here's the thing i feel like that's just become so popular to say oh yeah i just like binge watching my favorite show which which is the same show that everybody wants to binge watch it ends up being game of thrones ends up being something like that which i like game of thrones but it's nah. it's not it's not something oh yeah that's my hobby no that's what you do when you got nothing going on what about your week sir my week uh it's been eventful a very eventful week it's been crappy huh it's been a very crappy week <laughs> so so i guess we're gonna talk about it. all right so um, we don't have to <laughs> i mean it's not it's not that bad so i have diarrhea i had the runs TMI. uh it's but this is like yeah, I'm about to get into some. It's bad. It's, it's bad. Like, for those of you who don't know, I'm a trucker. And I was halfway down to to deliver my my shipment, my load. And I had to call my boss and be like, yo, I'm turning around. I can't do this. His shipment. Yeah, my shipment. <laughs> Bro, listen. I was, um that night, it was Monday night into Tuesday. I did not sleep. Going to the bathroom every 15 minutes. Every 15 minutes. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. I'm like, this is not normal. I'm like, I haven't even eaten anything. On Tuesday, I didn't eat anything at all. I lost seven pounds. Something good had to come out of it. Bro, it, it was it was terrible. But besides that, besides that, this week was, was all right. Last week, though, last week was terrible. That's I, when you came back from your trip, right? Nah, nah, nah. We recorded last week. Oh, you're right. We did. Yeah, last week I uh, I had a flat tire. I lost the brakes on my truck. Thank God I was stopped when that happened. Uh, amongst other things. But you know what? The silver lining in things is important. I'm happy to be alive. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be uh recording yet another installment of stay uncomfortable and bro i feel like today we got one of the most uh sought after topics that many single people want to hear which is 
What are some common myths about marriage? Before we get into that, though. All right. I got to ask you a question. Oh. Because, you know, I got to come through with the questions every week. Yeah, what's up? So if you could be in any show ever, what show would it be? Oh, see, I got to think about that one because I were talking like, like I live in the universe and that yeah. show is, oh. Yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender. Where would you be, Fire? I would be an Earthbender, 100%. And I would not be the Avatar because that's way too much responsibility. And I just want to vibe. <laughs> I just want to chill. And I, don't, I, I feel like a Waterbender would be the best option for that, but I just want to chill, make him a little rock figures, you know, building a house with my feet, and that's it, bro. See, I like sitcoms, so I might be, I might be into, like, a, to put me in the Fresh Prince universe. I want to be one of Uncle Phil's. Lost seeds or something. One of his protégés. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool too. You know, it's funny because last night I don't know what I was doing. I got lost in this this aesthetic, this sea of retro synth wave. I for, noticed. For those of you who don't, it was like three o'clock in the morning, bro. That's cool though. For those of you, you see that little thing I put up? I made that. That's cool. It's like there's something about that nostalgic feeling that I've. The funny thing is, I wasn't alive during the '80s. But and that's where it was coming from. It gives you like that Vice City Center, like, like yeah, the, the Miami. Yeah. yeah, it's like, bro, that was so cool, man. I like the way that people designed this. And I'm like, if I could live in any aesthetic, it would be that. Retro. That'd be cool. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, that was a good question. I, mm-hmm. If 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 it was a sitcom, I feel like I would live. You about to say Friends? Watch no, The Office. <sighs> I love that. Yo, you know what? I'm going to get so much hate, but The Office is the most unfunny thing I've ever That's seen. That's because you haven't given it a chance, bro. Bro, I have. No, 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 no. Hold, hold on, hold There's on. There's nothing funny about If a man you watch it from season one, season one is rough. They almost got it canceled. Season one is rough as hell, but season two and on, excellent. And then Michael leaves and then it just goes down the drain. But at the end of the day, uh, Sitcom, I would live in the office. Aesthetic, I would live in retro synth wave from the eighties, and uh, any show period, I would live in Avatar. That's cool. Yeah. So myths about marriage. Yeah, man, we're talking about myths about marriage, and for those of you who are um, listening to us here, uh, I just want to preface with this: the reason we're talking about this is because we have been flooded with so much, um. Just wrong information. Assumptions. Assumptions, uh, misinformation, people who had the worst experiences thinking that their experience is the experience about marriage. And a lot of uneducated men and women passing on bad information. Yes. You know? So with that being said, we would like to dispel some of those myths here today and I want to be so thorough and responsible with this topic that we're making this podcast today, part one, and next next week's part two. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah. You say, mm, okay, like we didn't just talk about that for like, <laughs> for like an hour before. We... <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're funny, man. You're funny. But, um, but yeah, bro. And for the ones in the live, feel free to. Put your own myths myth in the yeah. Comment like section. any any, if you're married and you're watching this live, go ahead, just comment. Oh, what, uh, I was told this, this, and that. Yeah, but I thought it, marriage was gonna be this, this, and that. Yeah, ended up being something else. 
whatever it is, you can go right ahead and, and drop that in the chat. I might read it out loud if it's something crazy because some of y'all just be going through the craziest things, bro. The craziest things. Uh, how are y'all so mad? You know what? I'm not going to ask that question. Love, brother. Love, I guess. But sometimes, bro, my dad told me love is not enough. And yeah, that, that is the truest thing that, that man has ever told. I think a lot of people are starting to realize that love is not enough, and if, and if really is love, a lot of y'all would not be going through what you're going through. But you know what? I digress. That we're, is, we're gonna talk about that. Fact. I'm gonna talk about that today. So I think I'll start it out. Okay. Um, cool. the first and I, in my opinion, the most rampant myth about marriage is that marriage is gonna be fifty fifty. That is just not true. All right. And let me explain to you my thought process. Number one, marriage being 50-50 implies that everyone is going to do, quote unquote, their share. They're going to pull their own weight. And to me, that does not sound like a marriage. It sounds more like being a roommate with someone. Because like, hey, uh. I cooked. You better wash those dishes. Yeah. Hey, uh, I I vacuumed. Make sure you mop the floor. Things like that. And um, it goes a lot more than that, you know. Yeah. But the whole concept of 50-50 is just weird to me. I was guilty of that because I was like, I was, I would always be like, you know, like the, like the gender roles in the household. Yeah. So, for example, I would never really touch the dishes. Okay. And then my argument would always That's be... That's not true. I, I've seen you doing dishes multiple times. Yeah, because, you know, avoid arguments, but, you know... But oh, so it, you didn't do it because you felt like, this is my house, I got to do it too. Yeah. You did it because, yeah. let me get this woman off my back before... Basically. Okay, okay. Basically, so, I, like, I would like I would even say, like, oh, I do more chores than you in this house because, as the man, there's certain things you don't even touch. Yeah. I can touch everything around here. I can do the dishes. I can do the laundry. But you will not throw it out the trash. You will not move off the lawn. And, and you see, I love that you say that because that's actually why I'm against the whole 50-50 thing. Because when you start doing that, that's when you start keeping tabs on people in your, in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And that is a horrible place to, to be, honestly. If you're keeping tabs on what the other person's doing, it's never going to be enough. And then there comes a point where you feel entitled to stop doing something. Because it's like, oh... Because they stopped doing Exactly. It. Not just that. Like, oh, I did this, 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 and that. I did X, Y, Z. Now, uh... Now I it, They have to pick up the the, the slack mm-hmm. and meet me where I'm at. And I'm sorry, but that is one of the most destructive myths that marriages face. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. If you start keeping tabs on your husband, start keeping tabs on your wife, oh, he only took out the trash two times this week. I had to place the bag... Every time he took out the trash. Oh, he mowed the lawn, but he didn't do it properly. He got the dishes dirty. I had to wash them. I had to cook, too, because he doesn't cook. And then you just go down this rabbit hole, and it's really easy to start being ungrateful when you're doing that. It's very easy to become ungrateful and bitter towards the person that you're supposed to be loving. And it also comes in in an emotional aspect. Like, you just can't. You got to give your all. Yeah. You got to give your all in the marriage, in the relationship, and it just can't be, it can't be, oh, I'm just going to give out the energy that I receive. Right. Because that's not how it works. No. You know, if, if, you're, if, you're, if your partner comes home from work or whatever, 
and they're having a rough day and you you feel like you feel like oh it's your job to you know make them happy make them feel like be just be in a better space after a rough day at work right and then for whatever reason it's your time you know you get home and you're the one tired and the energy is not reciprocated that doesn't give you an excuse to, for the next time that person gets home for you to be like well they didn't do it to me precisely so i'm not gonna do it yo i i've always said this and i can a lot of people don't like it when i say it but i don't care you know when you are let me phrase it properly marriages thrive on servitude based models if i wake up every day wondering intentionally how can i outserve my wife how can i make her life better it's going to go so much smoother than me trying to say, what can my wife do for me? What can What is my wife doing? Because it's real easy for me to say, oh, I work 14 hours a day. She, stay, she stays home. So by default, I'm getting the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. When in reality, what goes around in the house to keep a household going is not is not the easiest like you think that you rest like we've all had those days for example in our weekends where we're supposedly off right. and those are the days that we work the most you're running errands and doing exactly things. now imagine that every day in a home no but you're working so you, you you'll be damned if you touch a broom bro i think it was uh ty tribbett that said it was man's responsibility first we're talking biblically it's man's responsibility to take care of everything. That means work and keep the house going. Mm-hmm. Wife is supposed to be our ideal helper, helper, which means a lot of people like to use that to kind of like uh, degrade women and kind of like undermine their status. That's not what that's talking about. What's saying is that the responsibility, the stewardship of the home, if we're going to be technical about it, should be delegated to the man. And God always holds us responsible, always. If if there's something going wrong in the home, it's always us. For example, even in the Garden of Eden, when Eve was the one who ate the fruit first, it was Eve. Who did God go to? To Adam. Yeah. Like, bro, what's going on? You were in charge. You were supposed to make sure that she was safe. We were supposed to make sure that she was taken care of. Because God, every- God didn't tell Eve to, to not eat it. No, no. And it's not just that. God expects you like that. That's really uh, a really profound thing. God expects you no matter what to be at the post he assigned you to be at. Like he didn't uh, like go looking for Adam and then say, oh, Adam, uh, I know that. No, no. He's like, Adam, where are you? You're not where I left you. You're mm-hmm. not where you're supposed to be. He knew what he had, what they had done. He knew that they had already, you know, how Dominicans say, mete la pata. But. But Adam was not where he was supposed to be. And I feel like many times us men, we abandon our posts in marriage when we say, that's not my job. That's her job. Oh, I do X, Y, and Z. So I am entitled to the, and I'm not saying before I get misinterpreted, men, you deserve to relax. You deserve to put your feet up. You deserve to play your video games. You deserve to play your video games. You know, but everything in moderation is what I'm trying to say. You have, it is my philosophy. If I get home after, it could be a 14, 16 hour shift. I don't care because that's what it ends up being sometimes. If I get home and I find my wife doing something, like, I don't know, let's say that, that she's cooking, she's starting to cook or whatever, you better believe 
I'm going to use the bathroom real quick, but I'm jumping in there with her. Because at the end of the day, I just don't find it. Like, she might say, no, baby, relax. You know, I got this or chill. Mm-hmm. But it's never in my mind to, like, just, yo, you you got that. That's you. And that's and like he said, that's his philosophy. If you're living, if you live in a dynamic where, you know, where that is the norm, where that is the standard, where you as a man get home from work, and you your your wife, I don't want to say allow, but for lack of a better word, for your wife allows you, or just I guess gives you permission to yeah go ahead relax, then that's fine. But he's just speaking on his dynamic, and right? That kind of goes along with something that I sent him earlier about how many men usually um they usually want the benefits of. Uh, of a wife. Of having a wife but not the responsibility but of not, being a husband. Exactly. Not having the responsibilities of being a husband. And with that being said, you know, the whole 50-50 thing, yeah, you have the responsibilities of being a husband. Like, let's be honest. Your wife is not going to be out there mowing the lawn and doing all the heavy duty. Which she might. She might. But we all know. If she's cool like that. But, yeah, we all know. We all know. We all know. And that's just that's just the reality of it, you know? Like you gotta be a man, but at the same time, you gotta know when to come out of that that pedestal, out of that manly immaturity, and oh, I like that manly immaturity, and which is just another way of saying toxic masculinity. But I like that one better though. Yeah, hopefully that's a shirt one day. And go ahead and you know stereotypically put that apron on and do what she usually does. You know what? I I feel like there's a very uh, there's a missed opportunity that many people don't realize. You have the ability to turn any mundane task in your home into a romantic situation. Oh, she's cooking. Let me pour you a bottle of wine, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can both. Here's your glass. Here's my glass. Uh, let's just have some fun. Put some nice. I was listening to a radio and uh, basically uh, his name is Doyle. It's funny, but he was like <laughs> one of the best, the best times. I'm happy. I put on the music, like some smooth jazz. My wife is chopping the onions. I'm over here sautéing the the it's like a movie the scene, steak. bro. Like a rom com. I have lived that with my wife, and it is blissful. It is blissful. I love doing that. I love when my because let's be honest, my wife is the one in the kitchen. She takes, she gets that done. All right, that's her. That's all her. What am I doing? I'm just serving. Eating. I'm just serving the layups over here, bro. She's the one dunking, but I'm just over here. You need some onions chopped, baby. I got you. I don't like seeing you cry anyway. You throw the alley and she dunks it. That's the analogy. Right, because the layup is actually... It's a different kind of shot. Yeah, I know. I know. Last week, Last week, it it was was the Acura. Acura. And this week, it... Dang, bro. But... We're keeping that in there. Anyway. To to keep it into, you know, the whole 50-50 thing. And and the Bible is in Ecclesians in... uh, What's the... Ephesians? No, no. Ecclesiastes? Yeah. For it says that uh which, which by the way before you read that can we acknowledge no 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 can we acknowledge that i feel like like solomon i don't i don't know if it was solomon who wrote that or god himself he was like let me trust some of these let me trip them up a little bit ecclesiastes yeah yeah like, yeah dang. <laughs> and it says um where uh where two are better than one one falls and the other will lift up the other yeah yeah and you know what that tells me sometimes it's gonna be 2080 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be 1090, it's going to be 7030, 40, 50, 40, 60. Damn, my math. Now, here we're not talking about the, now we're not talking about children. We're not talking about anything. We're talking about the emotional aspect. Exactly. Not every day is going to be a blissful cookies and rainbow type of day for anybody. Yeah, because imagine, imagine if it was, it was like, imagine you apply the 50 50 theology or mentality to emotional, like up, uplifting. Yeah. Like, like, perfect example. Imagine it's that time of the month for your girl. And you tell her, well, that's your period. You got to handle that. Ooh, it'll be your last period, though. Bro, go get <laughs> bro, go get them pads. Go get them chocolates. Go put on a candle and just sit there and rub her, her, her stomach. Which, which, can we just add a little, I'm just sprinkle this in here. Why are men so, like, grossed out and embarrassed when it comes to, like, getting pads? I saw a post that said. Yeah, don't don't repeat that. <laughs> I saw that post too. This is actually what I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. But, but shout out to Diego, by the way, which he was the one who shared <laughs> he it. shared it. But um, uh, yeah, it's like, bro, go like ask your wife what she what she likes, what she uses, uh, and go down there. There's nothing wrong. They know they know what was going on, and anybody who cares about that, you don't need to care about them. And to and to kind of finish with this point, I said it. I said it in one episode before, where I said being a good husband is rewarding to a, a is re, it being a being a good husband is rewarding when you're a good husband to the right to the right woman. Yeah, and that goes again. That goes along this because there, I'm pretty sure there's going to be times when, as a man, men get emotional. Men have these days where it's not necessarily a period, but men have these days where we're just not we're just not emotionally available at the time. Right. Where we just want to be kind of be left alone. And that is, and that is when, and that is when the, when the, when the seventy thirty comes along, and it's like, you know, your girl's gonna make sure that that she got you, that she gonna lift you up, and she's gonna, cause she knows that energy, and I don't like saying this that much because I don't like the whole energy res, like being reciprocation, but it, it'll it, it'll come along in the future, in the long run, yeah, day by day, you'll see it. Yeah, it's like you you get what you put into it. Yeah, every man every man out here is asking for the same thing. Oh, I want a woman that gives me peace. I want a woman that gives me peace. But whenever she's in an emotional turmoil, you're the first one to be like, "Why are you so emotional?" Yeah. Instead of helping, or just listening. Instead of or instead of just being there. Yeah. Oh, looks like you're in a mood today. I'm just gonna go hang out with the boys. Mm-mm. Nope. Stop running away from your woman just because she's on her period. Stop running away from your woman just because she is a woman and she has more feelings than you. Yeah, you know, whenever my wife is on her period, uh, I kind of, I kind of like those days because it, it, she's in a more, like, like I don't want to. Uh, how do I say this? I think I think I know what you're gonna say, and I'm I'm just gonna take a, a wing at it. Yeah, go ahead. I think you like when she's on her period because it kind of allows you to serve. Yes, I enjoy serving my wife. I enjoy doing that. Because I know how she is. And many times she's, like, very independent in her own right. Yeah, she likes to do that. Like, you know, she she kind of grew up having to do it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, not like, oh, she was abandoned. No, that's so, not what it is. So but it's like, for you that day, it's like, okay, it's let like, me take care. Let me take care of you. Like, I enjoy taking care of her. And at that point, she has no other choice. And she enjoys it, too, which is, that's what pisses me off. Like, if you enjoy it, like, let me do it all the time. But that's a, <laughs> that's a whole different subject. Um, but, yeah. Like Oscar said, stop running away from your wives. Stop, you know, being afraid of these women because at the end of the day, you married her. You're the one who 
put a ring on her finger. You know, you knew that she goes through these things. If you're going into marriage with the mentality of 50-50, it is not going to be a good time for anyone. Because at the end of the day, you're going to start keeping tabs on each other. That's where it starts. That's a slippery slope. That's all I'm going to say. It's a very slippery slope. So, moving on to point number two. Moving on to point number two. We discussed the marriage should be 50-50. Now, let's talk about um, somebody is someone will eventually cheat is a myth that many people many people believe to be in marriage. Yeah. A lot of people don't even want to get into marriage because they're like, oh, why would I sign a paper? And then, you know, commit myself to one person when they could easily just do me dirty. Oh, man, I hate that. And that's that. the type of mentality that will not... That's the type of mentality that ruins marriages before they even begin. Yeah. Because you're already going into with this expectation or this assumption that eventually down the line is going to go left. It's It's almost like you... You set yourself up for failure. Like, you sabotage yourself mm-hmm. before you even go down the path of faithfulness. Which, I'm just going to put... I'm going to say this. Men and women listening to me out there, faithfulness, being faithful to your to your wife, to your husband, that's the wave. It's not a burden. It's not, it's not difficult. It is the wave. It's fire. Because, Actually, you know what? Go ahead. I'm going to be real. All right. It's difficult. I don't agree. No. I say it in a way, yes, you love your partner. You choose to love your partner each and every day. But I say it in a form of vulnerability. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of men out here who need to keep themselves on a short leash for the simple fact that they know what their weakness is. And there's nothing wrong with knowing your own weaknesses and, and, and keeping yourself accountable and telling yourself, no, I'm not going to go to that place because I'm weak with this problem. Right. Right. But but then there's a whole aspect of self-control, which you have to ask yourself, are you capable of handling a marriage if you if you don't have this level of self-control down? But it's about willingness at the end of the day, if you think about it. Of course. And, and, and you know, I'm not we're I'm not, men. Of course. Yes. And I'm I d- not going to pretend. And like I don't want to I don't want to dismiss the weaknesses and vulnerability that comes with being men and the, the, huma- and the humanity. But that's the thing. Nature is the one thing I don't agree with. Yes, we don't. We all have sinful nature. We all have like a a tendency towards evil. That's biblical. However, right. it is not in a man's nature to automatically want to be unfaithful to his wife. A thousand percent. But and, go go ahead. But again, as a man who is weak, let's say with the opposite sex, right? And you you know yourself. You have a history or whatever, and you are trying your best to be a faithful man. Yeah, you're trying your best. You're doing whatever, and your boys say, "Hey, let's go to let's go to the pool." Mm-hmm. You go to the pool, just a guy's time, or let's go on a trip to Miami. Who's ever gone to Miami knows what's up. And you see all those, these those trips to Miami, bro. And all the and you see, because let's be real, you see all these women. You see the BBLs. You see the half naked, not leaving anything to the imagination. Right. You are trying. You're like, okay, I'm faithful. I got my ring on. You know, you're trying. Doesn't mean you're going to cheat, but it definitely is. It's hard. Yeah, but I feel like that's that example has a flaw in it, which I, I was thinking about that, right? The friends? But no, not even okay. that. Not even that. It's the fact that these are things that have become so normalized. We see uh, half-naked women all the time, and women see half-naked men all the time. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that 
these women are slinging coochie at you. No. You know, it just, you know, we're not, we're not blind. We see certain things. And I'll even put this out there. I'll even put this out there. Even as a man, myself, who has struggled for a long time with pornography, as a grand majority, an an unfortunate majority of men have struggled with, I understand the concept of some things might be triggering to you. Some things might, you know, might be tempting to lead you down the wrong path. But what I'm saying is I don't like the notion that men, mostly men, let's be honest here, mostly men are made out to be automatic cheaters mm-hmm. even before we get into the marriage fear because now we're thinking, okay, women have it behind their minds. Oh, I can't trust this man. Oh, he's a dog like just like every other man, even though you married him. I don't know why you would marry a person that you're going to be thinking like, oh, yeah, he's a dog. And then and then what ends up happening is you start to to unravel trust that was there based off of an assumption. And, yes, it's true what you're saying. Men are, men can be weak, men, especially men who have a, a history of being hoes, men who have a history of being out here with every woman that comes along their way. At the end of the day, you have to understand it is not difficult. Here's when I here's why I say it's not difficult. If you have a clear mindset, I love my wife. That is a co- a coherent thought process. I love my wife enough to not need any of this, to not desire any of this. And my wife fulfills most of my needs, which is another myth that we're going to talk about in the next episode. My wife can fulfill most of my needs. I can be open and honest with my wife. My wife protects me and I am able to have self-control over these things. Okay. Now I'm going to put this, I'm going to say this analogy, right? All right. There's a candy store. Uh huh. All the candy in the world. What is the difference between somebody that goes into the candy store wanting to lose weight and somebody who goes inside the candy store that has diabetes? What's the difference? One of them can't. One of them can't indulge. The other one shouldn't indulge. Okay. And the point is that at the end of the day, you have a choice. The choice is still there. Yeah. At this point, it's life or death, kind of. Life or death of your marriage. Yeah. And with that being said, either one is not obligated to do so. But it doesn't make it it doesn't make it any easier for either party. Well, the way that I see it is. Unless I understand your example. Unless but, you don't go to the candy store at all. No, but but here's the thing. Unless you are going to be walking around this earth with a blind, a literal blindfold on. Mm-hmm. It is almost impossible. I'm, dare I say, it is impossible for you to steer clear of any of these things. Because listen, the Bible is very clear on a lot of things, and I again, I I understand that um, most of the people listening are not Christians, don't really believe in the Word of God. But the Word of God, when it comes to being faithful in a lot of these things, is very clear towards men. It, it tells men what to do. Number one, it says flee away from these things. So you're on the right track when you say. Like Joseph. Yeah. Like not go to the candy store at all. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're on the right track when you say that, right? Mm-hmm. And it also says if your eye is going to cause you to sin, take it out. Yep. Take it out. You know, it's better to go into the kingdom of heaven missing an eyeball. And at the end of the day, it's all about holding yourself accountable because exactly. no one's, no one's going to do it for you. Exactly. See, this is where. 
accountability comes into play. And I just want to, there's a reason, there's a reason I was, I was talking about this point, right? I was on YouTube shorts the other day and Andrew Tate comes along and he says one of the most idiotic things, one of the, the, the stupidest things I've ever heard. He said, the only thing a man absolutely needs from his woman is finance uh what is it sexual exclusivity sexual. Mm-hmm. yeah the only thing a man needs from a woman is sexual exclusivity and the only thing a woman requires from a man is financial stability if you if your relationship is that easy god bless you now well here's the thing he went he doubled down and this is what he said he said this is why men are going to have to be okay with their with making all the money in the relationship and women have to be okay with their man messing up once or twice and that to me it, it it really it sucks to hear that because at the end of the day you're basically saying that we're reduced number one to what we can provide mm-hmm. basically somebody's going to cheat yeah and number two you're basically eliminating the the self-control factor that men have yeah like, you you do you 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 minimize your own capabilities precisely kind of. it's like i always say men a lot of these men have more money than they have character and that is a, a, a great example he said let's be honest i have unlimited options here but i know he he went on a rant there and then he said yeah so women if you want to be happy you will be miserable if you know if you don't want to be single when you're in your in your 30s or in your 40s you're going to have to be okay with your man messing up and by messing up he meant cheating he flat out said it cheating and and i feel like that is such a bad narrative to push on men especially somebody who who is self proclaimed like the king of the manosphere, basically something like that. The one who always says, "Yeah, um, men deserve better. Men are this. Men are alpha." At bro, if you cannot hold yourself accountable or even restrain yourself from cheating, then you're not you're not an alpha. Mm-hmm. Which even that whole hierarchy of men, I don't like it. I understand that it, is, it exists in nature and even amongst men, but when you start to think about yourself in that in that aspect you lose ground automatically for me you do because now you're comparing yourself to every other man mm-hmm. every other man which is a big issue and then if you compare yourself to every other man guess what most other men are doing cheating cheating so if most other men are the cheating the bar isn't set that high exactly for you. somebody messaged me he said bro um the odds are against you. Divorce rates are way too high. You're going to fail eventually. Bro, and I, I don't give a F about the odds. I responded to him like the odds, like the statistics are irrelevant to me because I'm not out here. I didn't get married worried about what the statistics exactly. say. I didn't get married worried, oh, well, 50% of women are leaving men or 80% so of women. So now I got to be cautious. Not, no, no. I got married knowing that there is a good 10% of men who did it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be part of those 10%. Exactly. That's the way that I see it. Now, I don't want to let go of this point just yet because mm-hmm. there's a very important thing to understand here. Cheating will unravel everything. Everything that you built, everything that you worked towards, everything that you put hard, earned, labor, money, uh, Tears, effort, everything, t- everything. A single night or a single moment of pleasure, of probably whack pleasure, which I always say this. I, I, it always comes to my mind. Imagine if you are married for fifteen years, twenty years, and then the one night you go ahead and cheat on your wife. The sex is terrible. I hope I wish that upon everybody who cheats. 
full full stop. Anyway, that being said, imagine if you worked so hard for your marriage to work and you throw it all away in 13 seconds. That is, that's insane. That's insane to think about. And we we just got to do better. And, and again, the point at hand was the expectation that somebody's eventually going to mess up. And again, you just can't go into it with that expectation because that's just going to create and you're going to self-sabotage yourself. And then it com- and then you also have the factor of I'm going to do it first before it gets done to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's always uh, the let me get you before. Like, let me get mine because I know that you're going to get yours. Exactly. And that is such that's such a toxic. Men- like, this is where the word toxic actually fits. It's a toxic mentality. You're not giving yourself any winning advantage in this world at and, all and even if and even if and even if there isn't a history of cheating why is it that men and women are so okay with the fact that if their partner is cheating or at least they pretend to be because i've heard many times when when I'm a guy or a girl are hanging out with 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 the same sex like as friends like a guys with the guys and the girls with the girls and they'll ask them oh where's your girl at and jokingly which all jokes contain some type of truth. Jokingly, they'll say something like, I don't know, they're probably out cheating somewhere. Bro, I would be embarrassed to me to be married to somebody who says that about me. And the fact that you have this expectation before you even get married, why are you even getting married in the first place if that's your expectation? Yeah, that's true. It's Again, it's like the whole uh, ball and chain joke that men make. Like, oh, you know, just... Old ball and chain referring to their wife. It's like, why why are you even with these people to begin with? Like, how bad is your marriage? And what did you go into as a married man? But how lonely are you that you're willing to put up with cheating just so you can say you have somebody? It just represents a very big lack of self-dignity. A lack of self-respect. Like, so many problems stem from lack of self-respect. And lack of individuality, because if you need somebody to make you feel like you are alive, if you feel, if you need somebody to make you feel like you have an identity, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. For real. And that will be ultimately, that will ultimately be the, the, the what, what causes the divorce rather than divorce quicker. Yeah. It'll cause you to unravel, to just undo your, yourself, because... What ends up happening is you develop your identity. You build it upon this other person, which I'm going to make a quick side note here. As a Christian man, it is my belief that when you get married, you become one because God does not see divorce as an option at this point. God sees you as one, as one person. That is my interpretation of that. So with that being said, yes, there are going to be a lot of things that we build off of each other, but there, when you lose your individuality to the marriage, that's a whole different thing mm-hmm. because your wife did not marry you for what you two could be together. She married you for who you were. And if you are losing that to her or not even to her, because that, that's the wrong way to put it. If you're losing that to quote unquote a marriage, that wasn't really a marriage. That's not where you're losing it to, because marriage builds you. It doesn't take away from you. It's not a. It's it's a partnership, not a union. Exactly. At that point. So, with that being said, I do believe that once once people spend X amount of years together, you start to resemble each other in many aspects. Mm-hmm. In many aspects. However, when you 
lose your sense of I really like that you brought that up because that's something that a lot of people are going through. When you lose your sense of individuality, you're kind of already setting setting yourself up for failure. And then when the divorce comes along, you unravel yourself and you don't know who you are anymore because you were your identity was tied to this person. To this person. And that and that's crazy because that we're talking about that because that's even that's literally the third the third um marriage myth that we have about how people complete you. Yeah. And I think I think when we don't take the time to 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 really in the time that we're single to really find ourselves out, we instead like we like we should go the model it should be that we should go find somebody as we are complete ourselves. Yeah. And that person is complete too because the point is to not make your partner the journey, but to take the journey together. So wait, you're saying that you don't believe in the which by the way, we already introduced the third point by the way. Yeah. Uh, which is just read it so is, we can have a clear line. Uh, of the your sand spouse here. completes you. Your spouse completes you. So you're telling me, bro, that you don't believe in like the half orange thing. What do you mean? Like when people say I'm gonna find my other half. No. All right. Because then, then what are you telling me that you're not good enough by yourself? Yes, that's exactly what they're saying. I remember I talked about this like seven or eight years ago. I was young, single, and dumb, but even I understood uh, understood this concept. When you're when you're married, because let's just this is just another way of saying that you're expecting this person to make you happy, to bring you joy, which after a certain amount of time, I find it weird when people say, oh, my wife, which I'm guilty of this, by the way. I've said this a lot and I've stopped. You complete me? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, my wife. You complete me. Oh, you complete me, too, bro. <laughs> I love you. Anyway, this man making me blush. Anyway, my wife, I, I've said many times, oh, my wife doesn't make me happy. Because I have to be happy by myself. That's such a dumb thing to say. Because guess what? My wife does make me happy. My wife does provide joy for me. Mm -hmm. She's not my ultimate source of happiness. Mm -hmm. Because I was happy before I met her. Mm -hmm. But what, what ends up happening is the concept that if you're not happy, marriage is going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. And that is... A recipe for disaster because here's a here's a formula that I thought about. It's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. It is. It's it's the ultimate pressure to put on someone because you're setting them up for. Let, let me just put this put it this way. You can only give what you have, mm-hmm. right? That is, it's science. You cannot give what you do not have. If you are not happy, and you're coming into a marriage expecting to be made happy. That means that your automatic thought process is to suck the life, the happiness out of this person. You're going to be extracting the happiness out of this person. But then what are you giving them? Because if you don't have any joy within you, if you don't have happiness, fulfillment, a sense of completion within you, then that person cannot benefit from your fulfillment, from your fullness. And, and you know, and I'm going to blow your mind right now. Please do. When you marry somebody, what do you become? One. You become one. Yeah. So if you're not in a good state, you're being damn near selfish because. I, w- I want to say damn near selfish. You're being full you're on being selfish. full on selfish because that translates to the person. Yeah. When somebody, if, if if I'm not in this house, if you and your wife are arguing and I'm not, and you guys just, I just come over, right? And right before I come over, you guys had an argument. Yeah. You think I won't be able to tell? Yeah. You You can. It's it's obvious. 
Especially, you know what? It's easier to tell when there's a good dynamic between both of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, something's off. Mm-hmm. But then, it, so it's selfish of you to not focus. To not, it's selfish of you to not work on yourself to become a better person to share that with the other person. Exactly. It's it's almost like there's this thing called emotional codependency that people use. Uh, I have mixed feelings about that because. Although I do not believe that you should be fully dependent on another person for emotions to be validated, I do believe that when you do get married, it's going to happen automatically. However, however, when when you go into it with the mentality, because again, we are dispelling myths about marriage, that marriage is going to fulfill you, marriage is going to make you happy, you, you get ready for the most miserable years of your life because marriage is not a wedding. Marriage is not a status. Mm-hmm. Marriage is not, oh, here's a ring. For your taxes. Exactly. Marriage is hard work. It is sacrifice. Oh, what do you mean? Yes, it's sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone else, uh, anyone else has said. Marriage is sacrifice. And the reason I say that is because it's not that you have to give things up. It's about the fact that you have to lay yourself down. There's a difference. And I'm, and it. The relationship with marriage the, between a husband and a wife is so. When you really look at it, is is so is very like the relationship with Christ and the church. It, it's yeah. Go ahead. Go off. In both, you have to kill the flesh. Yeah. To make it work. Yes. Yes. That is very true. Literally, you take the same things that you apply within the dynamic of the Christ and church. And you apply that to marriage, husband and wife. Yeah. You have to kill the flesh. You have to be of servitude. You have to be humble. You have to you have to correct in private. You have to teach. And you have to choose to love. You have to choose to bro. Yo, I'm gonna dap this man up right now. That was a weak dap, but that's because we got a lot of things between You need to choose to love. Yo, that should have been one of is it one of the points that love is a feeling? I don't remember. I feel like you wrote... Let's just like amalgamate it to this point right now. Listen, many times I hear this all... It is a point. It is a point. I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. Love is not a feeling. Love is not a feeling. I don't care what anyone tells you. Love is a decision. You have to decide to love that man. You have to decide to love that woman. And if you go into it, again, if, if, if your whole prerogative is... I am getting married for another person to make me happy. Oscar said it the best. You are full on selfish because what are you doing? Like, again, this is the one time that I can say, oh, what are you bringing to the table? If 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 this man, if this woman is bringing you emotional stability, they're bringing you, you know, happiness. That's worth more than any money you bring into the table. Exactly. You know, you're going to make them if you yo. I have to I have to really word this properly because I, I feel like I need to tell somebody something. If you're a man listening to this, if you're a woman listening to this, please pay attention. If you inflict yourself upon a man or a woman, listen to my wording here. If you are inflicting yourself, you're miserable, uncontent, just it is way too early for that. Nice. It is way too early for that, but whatever. If you are inflicting yourself upon your wife, upon your husband, you have no emotional stability. You have no emotional intelligence. 
you're expecting them to be basically your emotional stepping stool or emotional cane, you are draining any happiness that was inside that person. And they are going to be, they're going to end up just as miserable as you are. And then when they can no longer satisfy your emotional needs, you're going to want to get rid of them. Selfish. Selfishness. You're using them as this disposable tissue or I don't even know what disposable something that as soon as they fulfill their you their their need and guess what if you're emotionally empty you're unsatisfied with yourself you're unhappy in life you are it is impossible to satiate you it is impossible to satisfy you because it is an, a never-ending hole it, it, it's it's bottomless because you need to understand as much as my wife makes me happy now she was not my original source of happiness and you know that's where that's where that's where gaslighting comes along also because then you start to blame the person like you know if you're if you're in a in a down in a down state and the other person's in a down state you're just going to blame them and be like oh i'm like this because of you like you don't make me happy etc and you know solitude is important because like you, you don't even know what makes you happy bro how do you expect or says another person how do you expect somebody to do it because yeah that's what solitude is for not being lonely but in solitude because solitude will help you love others because in addition to knowing what you bring to the table the very process of learning to understand and love yourself helps you understand the effort required to for someone else precisely so so there comes a point in your life when you're single that you have to make it a point to get to know yourself yep. you have to make it a point to take yourself out to eat don't worry about what other people say all right L- listen we have a very misinformed concept of what it looks like to be happy. A lot of people, though, oh, that couldn't be me eating by myself in a restaurant. Those Why? people, nine times out of ten, are way more emotionally intelligent than we are. Way more at peace, at peace with themselves. So with that being said, when you're single, this is when you get to know yourself. This is when you acknowledge your bad habits, take care of your bad habits, and make sure that you don't bring this bad habit into marriage. This is this is when you you figure out what you like, mm-hmm. figure out your tastes. You develop a personality, which, by the way, for the people who are single, quick tip: this is how you get the person you want to get. You develop a personality. Don't people walk over you, and you just be who you are. You be authentic to yourself, and you can find somebody that you're compatible with, because. Many of us look for chemistry, but people forget that chemistry can be built. At the end of the day, if I put oil inside a pot of water, that's considered chemistry, but they don't really mix. They don't. Ooh. Okay. Anything can be considered chemistry. It doesn't necessarily mean that it works. Yeah, and for those of you who are listening and you're like in the STEM field in science, if that was a bad example, just keep it to yourself, please. No, it's a good example. It was, that was flames. Because chemistry, at the end of the day, is just two things coming together. Yeah. It doesn't say that they it works. Chemistry can be to uh, can be a a scan a can of axe and fire. What would that cause? A burst of, of yeah. You, you, know. you used to do that a lot, didn't you? No, I did. But I, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm saying it it can turn bad. Yeah, chemistry doesn't always mean it's the best thing. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot of bad chemical reactions, is what Oscar's trying to say. And, and 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 you need to be aware of what chemistry you're building on. You need to be very self-conscious about that. And the only way you'll be able to do that with, again, with an aware mind is if you know who you are, get to know yourself. I beg of you. Espe- Yo, you'll thank us later. Especially, you'll thank yourself later. Exactly. But especially the men, because I feel like women, 
it's innate in them to already like figure themselves out. Uh, you know, it might take them a little, uh, some time, but they get it done. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, these are my boundaries. This is what I'm willing to put up with. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. And here, do what you want with that information. But men, we're, we are so focused on everything else except for building a better man for the future. Like, we don't look at, at ourselves in the mirror and we don't talk to ourselves. We don't say, hey, listen, you need to get your act together. Which I really wish men would. Exactly. But, I mean, it, we talk, in this topic specifically, we talk about it a lot more in one of our older episodes that uh, looks don't make you attractive. Yeah. And that was that was crazy. Well, everything we just said. Yeah. Honestly, I can't wait to kind of hear it back. Oh, I'm going to play this back yeah. on my way to work today. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I just want to, like, wrap this point up real quick. And just have a heartfelt communication to the boys. Ladies, if you agree with this, agree with it and, and send this to your man if you have one if you're not married yet. For the boys, I promise you, if you are not happy with yourself, if you if you do not have a sense of completion or f- of fulfillment in yourself, do not go into marriage expecting that to be the cure for your lack of self-fulfillment. Fulfillment. Don't do it because at the end of the day, what's going to happen is, like I said before, you're instead of being one miserable person, you're going to end up being two miserable people. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that because if you really love this girl, if you love her, then you are going to do whatever it takes to make sure that her happiness stays intact, that you're adding to it, not subtracting from it. Many people don't think about it that way because at the end of the day, we're not really talked about these things, which the whole purpose of the show, bringing topics to men that men aren't really talked about, too. So if you think that that happiness lies within a wedding vow, don't fool yourself. It's it is not going to happen. I mean, at the end of the day, the way I see it now, wedding vows are important, but a lot of people just say it because it has to be said. Yeah. Hold on. I think we got our first subscriber. Hannah, Louis. we need a little clapping button here that, you know, let's just, <laughs> Hannah, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. It's a pleasure to have you. All right. And by the way, everyone who's on here, subscribe because we just, we want to give things away, honestly. I yeah. We want to bless you guys. We want to bless you guys, you know, but, uh, which by the way, I, I talked to Oscar about this. We're going to be doing a giveaway of the book, The Five Love Languages. We're giving five of those books away. Five copies. Five copies of the five love languages. It's a great book by Gary Chapman. It helped my marriage greatly. Uh, details on that to come. All right. So with that being said, uh, let's continue. Hannah, I think you got some custom stickers now if you want to use them. So what is the last point, bro? The last point is a little spicy one. Uh, you're going to have sex all the time. <laughs> Is the next mar- marital myth? Nope. Nope. Do you, do you have sex all the time, bro? Nah. Mm-mm. He's like not enough. No, definitely not enough. Nah, yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna say not enough. Maybe not as much as I would like to. But but again, we're gonna be open, honest, and transparent. Here. And it's not about and it's not about not the desire. Exactly. To. What we're gonna do is we're gonna have a very open conversation right now. We're gonna explain to you why and. And 
y'all are going to be able to use this as a tool to navigate your sexual experience in marriage. So that being said, so many reasons why marriages lack sex. It's not just lack of desire. It's a big one, but it's not just that. First of all, first of all, before we even get into the reasoning why, if you are going to get married and you think that you're going to be having sex every single day. Oh, we're gonna, when we're married, we're going to walk around experience. This yeah. is me speaking. Yeah. It's 17 years old, 18 years old. Yeah, we're going to walk around naked in the house and we're going to just be in the kitchen. and We're just going to be in the living room and Wait. we're just going to be outside and we're Wait. just going to be everywhere. Wait, you don't do that? You don't do that stuff. I it. do that sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to show you proof because, you know. I've seen your proof. Well, no, you haven't. Stop. 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 <laughs> Yo, you're doing the you're doing the water bottle spray thing again. <laughs> but but no, 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 no. Uh, keep going, though. Keep going. Yeah, you. Yeah, you, it's, you, it's experience. We all talk like that when we're 18, madly in love, and completely sexually attracted to this other person, and you're just not living with them yet, and you just think, oh, when we're married or live together, this is how it's gonna be all the time. We're just gonna be like rabbits, blah blah. blah. You don't yeah. you don't put in the fact that now you're gonna be an adult, you're gonna be working, you're gonna have stressors in your life that are gonna unfortunately decimate your libido. Exactly. I, I say that in Spanish. I don't know libido. Why. Libido. I, I, I like that. I like that pronunciation, libido. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm it's saying. really the same thing. Yeah, but your sex drive. Yeah, it's not. That's not the case. That's not the case. And yes, a lot of people think, "Oh, let's get it all out now," because when we're fifty and sixty, it's gonna be whole different, dry as a desert. I want to be able to get it up. Yeah, yeah. And here's a problem. Here's a problem. Number one, before again, before I say anything, don't. <laughs> don't confuse yourself into disappointment if you have the the right mentality the right standards and the right uh well, there's another word i'm looking for here the right expectations there you go the right expectations leading up until marriage this is going to be rather simple for you to navigate number one you have to understand your sex drive at 17 is not the same sex drive as 27 nope it is not the same now there are many factors for that number one Brother, sister, how are you eating? Mm. What mm. are you putting in your body? How, when was the last time you went for a walk? If you're driving everywhere you go, there's a problem. When was the last? You see that gym membership you had for a year and you didn't use that it? They just keep deducting out of your account. Exactly. Maybe it's time to put that to use. Use it. Use, use it. it. That's number one. In my opinion. That is like top three. I'm not even ranking them, but stamina health wise, it's mm -hmm. top three. Because guess what? If you put yourself through like bad health practices, when you do have sex, it's going to be whack. Yeah. Your, your stamina is all over, is not where it has to be. Your body cannot resist. Not only that, but there's also the factor of hygiene. Exactly. As a man, do you. That comes out completely different when you don't when you don't when you don't eat properly when you don't eat properly. That is very true. Uh, another thing, another thing. When was the last time you drank water? Oh my gosh! Like, it, there's not only men but women. Women too, bro. You know, men also have pH that they have to worry about. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, women and men who don't. Bro, I, I see people online saying, "I don't really like water like that." I just go like, "You're gross." Ew. 
You're that gross. can't be right. Like, hydration is a very important part of this. They act like when Adam and Eve was out there that they had Coke and, and Pepsi and exactly, Minute bro. Maid. Listen, I suggest coconut water, but that's neither here nor there. What I'm trying to say is you have to take care of yourself. That's a, num- that's a very big reason why sex drive goes down. Number two, for the working man, let's talk about the working man. Women work as well, but for the working man, if you are working long hours, that takes a huge toll on your sex drive. And it, I, for one, work in a freezer, so the cold does a damage on me. Bro, listen. You work as a forklift driver in a freezer. I work as a truck driver across the states. Mm-hmm. Oh, East Coast. Let, let me not exaggerate. East Coast. We are sitting and walking and just mo- using our bodies for extended time. Extended periods of time. And then <laughs> and then we come home super late or whatever. And then it's like, damn. We got to perform. I don't got it in me type of thing. I don't got it in me type of thing. And then, you 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 know, but I do want to make a very quick point. No, you know what? I'll leave this for Look the Look at end. Hannah. A subscriber already correcting you. Yeah. East Coast is. St- no, 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 Hannah. What I meant is like I didn't want to say like across the United States. You know, I, I don't truck across the 48. You know, I truck across the eastern seaboard. That's what I do. The northern eastern seaboard. But that's neither here nor there. Point is, there's a lot of things that can add to that. You know what? I feel like, oh, she was playing around. She she got a, she got jokes. Anyway, we, we have a very big issue with birth control that many people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Birth control kills a woman's sex drive. Kills it many times. There's this birth control called Nexplanon, which I'm all too familiar with. <laughs> it's a little little stick doohickey that goes in your, in the woman's arm. And basically, let me explain to you how this works. It and I don't want to. Am I mansplaining birth control here? Uh, I don't care. I'm there's just, a lot of uneducated. Yeah, people, so for okay. the men, for the men who who don't know how who this don't, works. For the men that just say yeah, do it because they don't want to get pregnant and exactly. don't know the, the effects that it will have on yeah, your Yeah, listen up, listen up. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain to you what birth control does to your wife. Birth control basically convinces your wife's body that she's pregnant. That's what it does. That's insane. It's shooting hormones in her all the time, like. Literal hormones. It's a tiny stick that goes in her arm. Well, this specific type of birth control, right? Mm -hmm. It's shooting hormones in her at all times. And that's consistent for like two, three years. Yeah. And then that's why women can gain weight when they're on Nexplanon. Their sex drive is killed, just decimated when they're they're on, on birth control. They have irregular periods, so they can't really track their periods anymore. I remember, well, you know, that's kind of personal. I'm not going to talk about that. But uh, at the, what you need to understand is birth control, in most cases, is poisonous to women. Here's what my wife and I did. This I am going to get personal about, okay? Well, as personal as Carmen you. Would, yeah. would, would like me to yeah. get, you know? We decided that this was not good for her, you know, and I told her, babe, I want you to do what's best for your body mm-hmm. because at what what's the point of having birth control if at the end of the day you're suffering from it? I don't want you to suffer. 
I'd rather wear a condom and, you know, and I hate condoms, but I'd rather wear that instead of you having to go through this. So we educated ourselves. There is this. Thing, oh, look at Crystal. Look at Crystal. How are you doing, Crystal? I hope you're doing good morning. Hope you're doing well. Anyway, we, we educated ourselves and we found out about this thing called FAM fertility awareness method guys listen listen here this is not the rhythm method this is not the rhythm method that does not work okay and for those of you just joining us again we're talking about sex drive and how birth control can have a negative well, toll. We're, we're talking about the expectation in of the sex of mer- and, and, mer- let me talk bro oh go ahead bro <laughs> damn let me just explain. should i turn this off <laughs> should i leave <laughs> I need you here. <laughs> oh, 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 I need you here too. No, which is it's it basis uh, that we're talking about is that how th- we have the marital expectation, the marital expectation and myth that we're gonna have sex all the time once we reach marriage. Exactly, which is just not gonna. And happen. we're just pointing out the points of why that's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen, right? And but we're on the point of birth control right now because you know, like we rush into this, get birth control, get on the pill, get an IUD get an explant on, get uh, whatever it is that women are going to put in their bodies. But just to continue the point that I was going on, my wife and I, because uh, birth control that she was on was not good for her, and I did not my wife to suffer, I wanted her to do what was best for her body. So here's what we did. Fertility awareness method. All this does is the following. It tracks a woman's reproductive cycle, which is 28 days. You menstruate. You have you ovulate, then you menstruate. That's all it does. Within that cycle, you can get pregnant. Listen to this. You ovulate for a period of 24 hours. You can only get pregnant during those 24 hours. And Crystal, I agree. After you have kids. Anyway, she said a vasectomy is the way to go. Absolutely. After you have kids. Anyway, anyway, you can only get pregnant during those 24 hours. But here's what happens semen can live inside a woman's body for six days. Oh, I thought it was three days. For up to six days. Mm-hmm. So here's what happens. If you guys have intimacy, unprotected sex, six days or five days before she ovulates, yes, she can only get pregnant during her ovulation. However, those five days got you in trouble. Mm-hmm. So what we started doing is we started to take track of my wife's basal temperature, mm. which is basically... The, yo, the female body is so fire, bro. It like the when she wakes up, when she wakes up now, she's gonna do it. She there's this thermometer that's specifically for the female body mm-hmm. that tells you if you are uh, fertile or not. Right? It takes a few months to for to get used to it. Then you track that. She takes ovulation tests every day to see where she where she is. And guess what? She has been off of birth control for two years. We have had unprotected sex for two years and we don't have any children. And if you're trying to conceive, this is also the best method. Mm-hmm. So after um, after you ovulate, you get your period within 12 to 14 days and then the cycle restarts. So, again, men have to educate themselves. That's li- this is literally what it was for like a good 10 minutes, just educating Precisely, but, yeah. but you don't hear men talking about this. No, they Why? don't. They cause, because because they, they just want the unprotected sex. They don't care at what cost. Yeah, not just that. Periods are icky. Periods are, are icky. 
they don't like the fact that their woman, their wife, bleeds out of their vagina. They don't even say the word periods. That's how uncomfortable it makes them. They just say the time of the month. Oh, my God. You know, I don't understand. The the stigma around a woman's menstru- uh, menstrual cycle is really unnecessary because you know that is going to happen. If she's a healthy woman, she's going to have a menstrual cycle. And many women out there who wish they did that they don't get the opportunity to because if you don't have a menstrual cycle, it means that you don't get to have children. And that is such that is such a a hard point to, to tug on, but you need to understand that if you have a wife that is able to conceive, protect her body at all costs. Mm-hmm. Birth control, in my opinion, if unless because I do know women that use birth control as you know for medical reasons to control their periods. That's right. a whole different thing. But if you are a, a a man that the only reason your uh your wife is on birth control is because you want to nut in her, bro, I feel like you should educate yourself a little bit. Take a take a step back and understand that if you can get her off of birth control, then guess what? Your sex is going to be better if you're, you know, educated about it. Like, oh, just I I have the app that my wife uses to track her cycle. I have that same app on my phone too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, baby, where are we at? Yo, it's so crazy. We know when she's gonna get her period to the day. Like, oh, you're gonna get your period this day. She's like, yep, and it it, it works like that. Learn how to use that, but be intentional. Exactly. But again, we're not talking just about that. We're talking about why you're not going to have sex every single day in your marriage. This is not going to happen. And somebody somebody earlier commented, like, time. And that's that's another factor. You might not always have the time. And then kids come along, too. And I yeah. know, and I don't personally don't have kids, but I know a lot of people that do have kids that your focus is just on raising and being, uh, being a parent. Yeah. And and I know it can be tough, and I know at that point you have to be intentional. You Some people even schedule. Yeah, so, you, you know what? I we actually did that for a while, like scheduling sex, and it was great. Was it? It was. See, I'm I, I like I'm more of a spontaneous person. So and guess I, what? I just like you it. can fit being spontaneous into that schedule, because just because you plan it Monday, Tuesday, Friday, does not mean that you're only going to do it Monday, Tuesday, Friday. Oh, true. But if 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 you set yourself up mentally for that, you know what's going to happen is like, mm-hmm. yo, you're building. It's almost the same concept as like when she says, yo, come over. Like you're already like like oh we already know what's gonna happen yeah exactly exactly Oscar just did something that I'm not gonna repeat over here but but you get it like you 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 you're, you get in the mood mm-hmm. so sometimes sometimes you have to be intentional about it and I like that you brought up kids because a lot of times parents let their kids get in the way of their intimacy with the sake of being there for the child mm-hmm. however. What you don't understand is if you're doing this for the child's benefit, you're actually working against neglect. You're neglecting the kid. No, no. You're neglect your partner. No, no, no. You're neglecting the child, too. And I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Because if you're doing it for the child, it means that you want your child to benefit from the harmony that is in your home. But if your marriage is not in harmony, your child is not going to benefit from that. He or she is going to suffer from the chaos. So it works kind of, it works, it works either way. It works, count, exactly. Yeah. You, you think you're being proactive, you're being counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. You think your kid is going to benefit from you just giving them all your time, but really they're suffering from it. So you have to be intentional about this. I'm going to say this. At first, you might have sex uh, multiple yeah. times every yeah. single day. Yeah. 
Enjoy it. Especially if you're a faith. Exactly. You know what? When people talk about the honeymoon phase, that is what I think about the honeymoon phase. Hella sex. Hella sex. All the time. Nonstop. Stamina all the way up there. Perfect. I just want you to know that as life goes on, stress comes into your life. Mm -hmm. Adulthood. Longer work hours. uh, Your body might do things to you that aren't really... You know that you weren't expecting it to do to you. Uh, for men, when when you grow up, you a lot of us can experience lower testosterone levels. Let it be because you're not working out, mm-hmm. you're not eating properly, you're watching too much porn. And, and just a tip for the men, and for the you know it helps women as well. When it comes to uh, dietary things, supplements, things like things like pumpkin seeds, pine seeds. Watermelon, um, what's that? It's like is it a vanilla. No, no, a marshmallow seed. And vanilla bean. No, marshmallow seed. Are you talking about like aphrodisiacs? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm just, I'm just trying to help. You know, there's well, that's, that's good. I'm writing these down. There's so it. many things that you can that you can do to help. You know, boost the levito that you can put into like either smoothies or make teas out of that. They're they're really good. Yeah. That they can help with also apart from the exercise and like my man said. Stop watching porn. Yo, I'm going to tap into that real quick because I feel like it's so... Porn is is being shown as this sex positive, body positive, whatever positive thing. And it really does take a toll on your sex drive. Here's why. Number one, when you're masturbating every day, when you're watching porn every single day, when you're basically giving your body this unearned sense of relief, of release, you are basically desensitizing yourself to sex that's the first thing you're desensitizing yourself right i feel like what birth control does to women porn does to men to a worse degree Mm, because the thing is birth control is not an addiction no no porn is yeah and then when you rewire your brain to get these unearned releases you're you're basically saying i can do this by myself and i don't need this certain men many times some guys have even told me that, yeah, porn has made me desire my wife less. Porn has really brought my se- my sex drive down. And porn is directly linked to lowering your testosterone. It's di- get, get this. You guys don't know this. Porn can make you gain weight. Because it decimates your testosterone. Porn can uh, have you comparing your wife to other women. And then... All of a sudden, you notice that you're not into what your wife can give you, which is only what your wife can give you. That's the only thing she can give you. But then you 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 have to understand that you're setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. And that is, in my opinion, that's the biggest thing for men in their sex drives. Because when we work every day, we can get over that because, you know, we love our wives and we want to feel we want, we want intimacy. But when you're getting your release by yourself. Yeah. When, when you're just basically being selfish about that, because what about your wife? See how we were talking about the whole building chemistry? That's where the chemistry is really built. Exactly. And the reason I'm getting to this is because I, I do not want to make this point, oh, you're not going to have sex all the time, as an excuse for you not to have sex. Because as a married man and as a married woman, you have a duty to that man and to that woman. Mm-hmm. Obviously, medical issues aside, 
If you it, men, if your wife just gave birth, don't be an idiot. Let that woman breathe. She just she just performed one of, na- one of nature's most intense miracles. miracles. Just let that woman breathe. Yeah. However, however, let's flip the script because oh, you want to, oh, all right. When was the last time you made your wife come? Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> well, this is not a PG podcast. We're, it's not. I'm, we're just talking about this very seriously. When was the last time your wife came? When was the last time your wife didn't have to ask you for sex? When was the last time your wife felt satisfied by her husband? When was the last time that there was foreplay initiated and you just didn't get right to it? That's a great question. When we 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 miss the part where it's not just about the penetration. It's about the intimacy. It's about the intimacy. It's about the the kisses. It's about the, it's about the, having fun with each other, yep. bro. Bro, I feel like sex can become so performative sometimes. Mm-hmm. And let me, guys, you need to listen to this because again, we're a bunch of uneducated. Anyway. When sex becomes performative for the men, it puts a lot of stress on the men. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happens when men are under a lot of stress while they're having sex? I know what happens. I don't know. I don't I don't want to share my own experience, but I know exactly what happens. No, bro. I'm going to be very honest. This happened to me. When you are under a performative stance in sex, you're not doing it because you want to enjoy each other's company and enjoy each other's pleasure. When you're just trying to perform, and you're going to bust right away. Mine is worse. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. If you're doing it with a... You have all this pressure. Oh, my God. The guy in the video lasted 30 minutes, clip by clip, with breaks in between and a fluffer. And a lot of water bottles in between, and a lot of massage, and a lot of this. And, bro, porn is not a good indicator for what sex looks like. It is fake. Listen, I, I've done my research. Uh, I promise you we're going to bring an episode with all the facts about porn. But right now you need to understand, if you are stressing yourself out during sex, if you're not having foreplay, because guess, guess what, guys? Foreplay is for you, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. It really makes your, not that it's a job, but it really makes it a lot easier to get to your wife to the point of climax. Exactly. Like, this is where you have to invest time. In the foreplay, if you really want your wife to get there, if you really want you, you both of you to have a great experience. But if it's just like you're having quickies all the time, mm-hmm. you're like nine times out of ten, you're going to be fine. But she's going to be like, yo, what the heck? What What about me? Yeah. You know, and I really feel like this is necessary. I feel like even within the church, we need to talk about this a lot more because I feel like woman's pleasure is so. uh what's the word it's negotiable oh i was gonna say women's women's pleasure is kind of takes it kind of takes a back seat it, it, that's the right word it takes a back seat it takes a back seat because we know that men are gonna get there and then yeah. men are not educated on how to let their wives get there can i tell you something right now men some men don't even know where the clitoris is that's that's that just doesn't make any sense to me honestly it doesn't make any sense to me it's right there <laughs> It's a, it's literally right there. How do you not know where it is? But that's a whole different subject. Yeah, bro. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something right now, men. 
you are not listen to me good advice is great all the time right do not think that another man's sexual experience is going to be very influential in yours because women's bodies are different women they're different what you did to please one woman in the past is not going to be the same thing that you're going to do to please your wife now i'm just telling you right now it doesn't work that way okay with that being said your sexual experience which is why i advocate so hard for saving yourself until marriage it's not it's not a purity culture thing at least not on my behalf i know that a lot of people push it on as a purity culture Mm -hmm. but on my behalf it's more of a Save that for breaking, like groundbreaking intimacy, things that you have never experienced. Get to learn each other's bodies first. Get to learn each other's bodies by yourselves. Don't worry about what you saw in a clip. Don't worry about what another, another person told you, bro. I have heard people say the, the most flabbergasting, wildest things in sex. It's like, Oh, unmarried men, by the way. Oh, well, I don't need lube. You know, it's it's a, lo- a lot of women like it rough. What? What? Bro, you're hurting that woman. <laughs> That's the first thing you need to know. Lube is your best friend. It is. Right? And it's funny how we went from the topic of your, a myth that you're not going to have sex every day to a full-on sex seminar. Full-on sex ed class. But but, but I want to... Men need it. Yeah, that, I also want to say, because we're just... It's just not for, for men health. Um, Women, too. Like, women that constantly are using a toy or a vibrator, that can also diminish how long you last as well. Yeah, but it can also... Just to... It can also add to your marriage. Well, if you... Well, that, that's, that's what I... You know, if you're, ha- if you're using it while you have sex with your partner... Yeah. yeah. But if you on your own are overdoing it, then your body gets used to just that one motion and that one sense that when you actually have an actual man with you, you take a lot longer with him because he's not doing the same motion that the toy was doing. Yeah, I'm a I'm a very big advocate for whatever it is that you're going to do when it comes, you know, sexually. Do it with your your spouse. Do mm-hmm. it with them. Involve them in that because sometimes, it, let me put it this way, it can be really crappy coming home from work. Let's say that you're a woman and your your husband was home first and you, right? It can be really crappy. Let's say that you're in the mood and you really want to get some. And then your man just finished watching porn. So he has no desire to do it or vice versa. The woman just finished doing that. I feel like since marriage is a lot about commitment, you should involve each other in that. Because that's a huge part of marriage. It's huge. It's not everything. I do not feel like mar- that sex is everything. I don't even feel like sex is the most important thing in marriage. It's very important, but it's mm-hmm. not the most important thing. So just involve each other in it. You know, if you're using a toy, good. Use it mutually. And by that, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. By that, I mean just involve each other yeah. in, in to, whatever to, it is that you're to doing. You, with, your, with boundaries, with safe words, with, you know, just at, make, the, at the end of the day, your sexual experience is your sexual make experience. Make sure you're both just comfortable in it. Exactly. But the point at hand, if you're going into marriage expecting to have sex every day, it's not going to happen, bud. Nope. But I am going to say this. There is a level of lack of sex that is damaging to a marriage. That's the the... the the boundary I want to set up here. Yes, your sex might go down. 
start planning it. If you notice that you're not having as much sex as you would like to or you should, talk to your wife or husband about it. And, and be very, again, be safe around this man and woman. Don't be like, oh, you're not giving me what I need. Because then th- that this is when the pressure starts. This is when the bad sex starts. This is when sex just because starts. Mm-hmm. You know, be very safe with them. Hey, listen, babe, I've noticed that we've experienced a very big lack of intimacy lately. What's going on? How can How can we make this work? And then if you have to schedule it, schedule it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And if that schedule is not able to be kept up with, don't beat each other up because of it. Because life happens. Things happen. And then you also have to keep in mind, if you married this woman, she swore off all other men. If you married that, that, that man, he swore off all over other women. You kind of have a duty to each other to give each other the pleasure that they need. So... That being said, I always say this. Sex is so intimate that nobody else can tell you how to do it. It is yours. Figure out, figure it out. Have fun while doing it, please. Reinvent yourselves. Feed yourself properly. Drink enough water. Educate yourself. Yeah. Crystal recommended uh, trace mineral drops, which I'm about to get on that. I'm about to get on that. She, she, she put me on and my brother-in-law, he showed me that. Mm-hmm. He had him. I'm about to get that. Do that because I have a feeling that that's that even that's good for sex. Yeah. Do what you have to do, but please, please be intentional about it for the love of your of your wife and for yourself. Because guess what? When the sex is good in the marriage, a lot of other things tend to flow better. They tend to flow better. So, so yeah. Crystal says it is for intimacy. It's for exploration. It's for fun. There are different needs. Absolutely. 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 And on, and on that note, let's get to this question, man, as we do so well. Yeah. Uh, so somebody reached out to me, a friend. He asked me, yo, bro, why is it that so many women reach out to you for marriage advice while there are so many resources available for women, yet men who are, there's a very big Lack of resources for men in marriage, they almost never ask you. They almost never reach out to you. That's because men's egos are too big to want to learn from another man who has no title. Yeah, that's true. It's that simple. Men just don't want to educate themselves. Men are too lazy to educate themselves. They're too selfish to educate themselves in, you know, figuring out and helping their own marriages grow comfortability they think their wife is never going to leave them these are the type of things that men think about that i probably thought about what we, that we always probably thought about and that just goes to show that goes along with everything that transfers over you know when we were talking about the whole individuality thing and being yeah. in solitude yeah you know when you don't go through the process of fixing yourself why would you go through the process of wanting to fix something cohesive with somebody else that's true I, I feel like it's it it's so rooted in the fragile male ego that it goes to the point where I don't feel like men want another man telling them how to fix their marriage. I feel like that's what it comes to. Yeah. Men do not want another man telling them how to act. Which is why I come here and I try to be as vulnerable and as real as I can because I know they can relate. And it's just... Like, we're not up here being perfect. We don't have the perfect marriages. We don't have the perfect relationships with anybody. We have 
things that we work on on the daily that yeah. we just try to be it doesn't come to us automatically we don't always wake up with the desire to be better with the desire no we have to be sometimes you just, sometimes it's not about what you what you what you need to do it's about what you have to do yeah and many times many times men know that they have to reach out they know damned well that their marriage is in peril but i'm i'll be damned if another man tells me what to do in my marriage yeah and and you know what i feel like how do i how do i word this properly because at the end of the day i want to help men i really do <laughs> believe it or not that is i really do want to help men here you have to understand that just like you my boy Oscar and I, we all want to be that man. We all want to have it all figured out. We all want to be him. We all want to be Himothy Charlemagne. That's what we want to be. We want to have it all. We want to be a, a, a resource of knowledge, a resource of wisdom, a resource of safety, and a mm-hmm. resource of security. That's what we want to be. But sometimes, for many reasons, we are not that person. And a man who res- who refuses to get educated is not a man who is going to be able to keep a marriage going for very long. Yes, you had very bad examples growing up. Maybe your dad was not there. Maybe your dad was there, but he was a terrible father and terrible husband. Mm-hmm. Maybe your brothers and uncles, they all you know, told you to be a player and all this, this, and that. And, and maybe you had the worst possible examples yeah. growing up as a man. But now you owe it to this woman that you claim to love to unlearn all of that and to learn what you have to learn to keep her there, which is why I get really upset when, when men think, which we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Oh, you're doing too much. You're you're a simp, bro. Mm -hmm. That's, that's your wife. You're supposed to go above and beyond for her. You're supposed to do, which by the way, can we just understand what the word simp means to begin with? Well, it it means that you're doing all these things for a woman that has clearly expressed no interest in you and you still continue to do these things with the intention of one day. Don't be that guy. And I'm going to say something that's going to hurt a lot of pride and egos, but mostly y'all simp for your homeboys. Well, then y'all do for your woman. Damn, bro. Is that really how we got? <laughs> Yo. Most of these men really are simp and are more loyal and are more willing towards their guys than they are to their women. That is so true, and it's unfortunate. It's I feel like these men would rather reach out to me to how to save a friendship and how to save a marriage. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, if you're a married man and you and this and you're married and this is your life and you you're one and you know that your that your marriage is possibly in shambles and you just well I'll just figure it out myself, bro. You don't have to. Yeah, that's listen. To address the question at hand, I feel like pride is the biggest issue. The reason men don't reach out to me more often is because, again, they're proud. They don't feel like they're doing all this. They feel like their girls are tripping all the time. But the crazy things that women message me all the time on on my DMs about their marriages, they're they're crazy. Like, oh, my man was cheating on me for the past few years and I'm pregnant. I would much rather the men... What? Be the one to reach out and be like, hey, I cheated on my wife and she's pregnant. How do I handle this situation? Exactly. Because you know what? There have been men who have reached out to me about that. We didn't have the podcast back then. So I just messaged them back and mm-hmm. say, hey, listen, man, you're going to have to take a time to understand that you messed up. 
and it is up to her to decide how she reacts. Exactly. And where and she and you know sometimes you you know God saves us from our sins, but not the consequences. Thousand percent. So you got to be sure to you know be very honest with yourself, and you need to honor her decision of what's going on. You can come to her and sincerely express your, you know, how sorry you are. Mm-hmm. But sorry only goes so far, bro. That guy saved his marriage. There you go. This is what I'm talking about. There you go. So I feel like at the end of the day, I said it. I said it on Instagram like a few days ago. I put up a post that says that um, results results is what shows that that facts are true. Yeah. So you can sit up here and say, "Oh, these two guys are just." They give mics to anybody nowadays. Try it for yourself. Yeah. Try it for yourself. Try it. No, for real, try it. Try it. Because if we're just... What what are you so afraid of? If you are betting what you believe against what we believe, thinking that we're just some dudes with mic that don't have no idea what we're talking about because we have whatever, no degrees, we have the best teacher, and that's... Number one, we have the Bible. Number two, we have experiences. What more do you want from that? Precisely. So go ahead, try it for yourself. What we're telling you, try it for yourself and see how much it changes your the landscape of your marriage. Which is the purpose of everything that we're doing here. Trying to change, like shift the cultural landscape of what marriage has been set up to be for men. And you know what? I'm going to say this. I am going to write a book. I am going to write a book. And I have a very big hunch that my the biggest buyers of my book are going to be women. It's going to be for men. Yeah. And women are going to be the ones to buy them. Just like the podcast. It's for men. And we have women here. Which thank God we do have women here. Absolutely. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they listen and they can pass on the advice to the men. There's probably men who listen, you know, to their advice. Like, hey, look, look at this. Exactly. And for all the guys that are listening on the sidelines, just quiet, just taking it in. We appreciate you. We appreciate the fact that you're here, that you're listening to what we're saying, that you're listening with the intention of changing because you want your marriage to last. Mm -hmm. That is the most noble thing you can do for your wife, wanting your marriage to last and being proactive about it. With that being said, all the women that are listening to the podcast, if there's anything here that you listen to and you want your man to actually learn from it, I always say be wise about how you give advice. Mm -hmm. Don't just throw things that hey listen this is what oscar johan said you better get to it yeah no because that's why that's that's, why can't you be more like them exactly that is why men don't reach out more often because many times it's not even about their pride it's about the fact that their woman their their woman makes them feel less than you don't want to emasculate your man that's the first thing you need to know but with that being said if you do want to give your husband good resources direct him to this podcast hey babe uh, let's listen to this together. What do you think exactly. about that? You know, let's just sit down and hear what they have to say or even be straight up. You know, don't walk around next shows around your man. Hey, babe, listen to this clip. I really resonate with this. What do you think about this? How can we fix this? There's so many wise ways, wise and loving ways that you can make this work. Yeah. And men got to stop listening to all that BS advice that other guys be giving. Like, oh, my wife is married and they just say, let her be she'll get over it for real but then you'll listen to that you'll listen to that yeah you'll listen to podcasts that tell you that men can't cheat and women have to get over it what what we're better than that i'm talking i'm sorry just, we have to do something and this is what i'm doing 
Nobody gave us these mics. We bought these mics already. So we're, 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 we're putting money into helping other people. So with that being said, this was a good one, bro. I love it. It was a good one. Uh, as a, it was always a pleasure to have you here. This was Stay Uncomfortable. It's your boy, Oscar. You can follow me at Rodriguez12 underscore 29. And my name is Johan. You can follow me at I'm Coming In Hot on TikTok. And you can follow the podcast at underscore stay uncomfortable pod on Instagram. Underscore stay uncomfortable pod on Instagram. You can see it in the description in the in the podcast. Whether you listen on Apple Music, Spotify, it'll be there. It's on Pandora too, by the way. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So, uh, with that being said, we love you guys. See you next week.